Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, and I'm mate at supercoachchampion.com. My name's Corey, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And today, mate, we will have a look at North Melbourne and Melbourne. Um, but before we do that, mate, uh, where can we set us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Join us on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube at Supercoach Elite Bombs. It's fucking fantastic to be back. Um, love, I've actually enjoyed doing these every day. No, these are good. You know, of all the podcasts we do, these are my favourite. Yeah, as underprepared as I've been. Uh, I've enjoyed your knowledge and, you know, a little excitement and just copying your team as we go along too, my friend. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I can only end in one way, Corey, and that's with a shit rank and probably no <laughs> Yeah, It's no different to normal for me, mate, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I must say, I've really enjoyed Patreon over the last couple of days too. It's actually been popping. We, we talk, we joke about how, how active you actually be getting, like, becoming in there. You are fucking super active, you know. You just talk about you stepping it up every time and the people start paying and you're loving it. But um, I will say, listeners, head across because there's more than just fucking Supercoach talk that goes on. And there's a lot that happens. And if you want to get in the league this year, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, because we, we only have certain amount of leagues, obviously. And, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. We, we have a bit of laugh. I mean, during the season, I don't know if we come on about this. People don't want to listen too much about this, I reckon, for you. But, um, you know, we do live chats. You know, you're available pretty much every night. I'll pop in every now and then and, and all that kind of jazz. And um, it's the easiest way to, I guess, have a chat with us, but also have a chat with people who just love Supercoach, which is probably an underrated thing in there. Catch me every night live till about fucking two in the morning, to be honest. I'm normally playing NBA, but I'll also be in there having a chin wag. Um, you boys play a lot of Rocket. It's just good fun. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that's what it's about, mate. Done. Um, <laughs> what uh, what do we got? Melbourne and North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Oh, the right. most riveting podcast all year, boss. I'll tell you, you, you virtually lead the, the segment with how riveting the two teams we speak about yet. Well, look, I, I argue to find yeah. me two fucking more useless teams in the competition, bar Um Well, you, you pretty much just said the other day that Auckland was pretty much useless. Wow. You led with Adelaide were fucking absolutely useless in the first podcast. Well, give me a podcast where there's no useless teams in there. What do we got? <laughs> we got Port Adelaide and Richmond coming up tomorrow. That's going to be fucking good. Oh, that's going to be so oh, good. There is going to be... Well, to be honest, it's not going to be good. But there's there's a few names that people will need to know about in that one, that's for sure. Fireworks. All right, my friend. Hit us off. There's not too much at Melbourne. What's your, what's your cash cow down there? Well, we just left this... We, we didn't, let's be fair, we did absolute fuck all here. Now, we don't share, we don't like to share um, information and pass it off as our own if it's not. And if we're being completely honest, our resident uh, admin there, his name is Will, and people in the, uh, you know, uh, in the Patreon know him as Will SCE, Corey. The hardest and working elitist there is. Yeah, he's actually incredibly, I'll tell you now, the most active person I reckon in the Patreon yeah. might actually be Will. Anyway, in our um, admin chat, because he's a big D's man, we, there was a question put out to him that day. They said, Will, who's most likely to debut for the D's round one? And you know what he said? Well, give it to me. He reckons fucking no one. He reckons don't, don't hold your breath for someone to debut in round one. It won't happen. But he said there are two names 
that will and should debut this year. Jake Bowie and Bailey Laurie. So we got chatting to Will. Well, other people chat chatted. I just fucking listened, and now I'm producing a beer on here, Corey. Smart boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't giving credit, right? So that's all good. It's not um, not plagiarism. Will said that look, one of the biggest needs, and I think this is no secret, is the ability for Melbourne to actually use the fucking football. And what they've done with their first couple of selections last year was they went and got these blokes who were rated as really, really good kicks. And I think at the end of the day, if they're going to improve, now we all know they've got fucking uh, Ben Brown um, over to the club and, you know, he's a, he's a very much a, a lead mark kind of player. But if they don't fix up kicking into that Ford 50, he ain't going to do shit, Ben Brown, that's for sure. Well, he's injured, isn't he? <laughs> Well, no, didn't the other one get injured? Wiedemann? Or has Ben Brown nah, injured No, Ben too? Brown's out. He went and had surgery the other day. Fuck, I thought that was Wiedemann. Nah, that was Benny Brown. Fucking well, he's me and Corey. Fucking well, you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with this club. Six weeks. Four to six. Yeah, he had the you operation. He, he had the, I think it was the swollen knee, I think it is. His knee keeps swelling up and they can't figure out what the hell's going on. Well, fucking, I wonder why not let him go to fuck all. Yeah, so no injury. Like, apparently no injury. So he went in and had surgery on it. Oh, like, apparently I real bad. Like, he'd finish training and his knee would just be swollen as. You know, I got absolutely stitched up with that. Ah, there because you go. I remember when the article got released that a fucking big Ford's gone down to the Demons and, you know, the AFL, they're all about fucking cha-ching money, right? Yeah. Bro? You can't even fucking read any sort of fucking article without paying for their online subscription. I started filtering through the comments because I thought, oh, well, there's some good bloke out there. Every fucking, co- every second comment said, well, Sam Wiedemann. <laughs> Have you got this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben Brown's out. <laughs> I think Weed, I think Weed is actually injured as well. Uh, Weed, man, you think we probably would have fucking... Fourth of February, he confirms he'll undergo knee surgery. Well, fuck me, death call Well, they're fucked. Oh, yeah. They're, they're in a lot of trouble. Apparently, Magic Door. Might be coming to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I've seen that. Um, yeah, no, he's available to respond. Well, look, whether or not he's there. Yeah, we'd have been out for months as well. So you probably, we oh, probably yeah. just read two different articles. Well, Corey. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think Will knows his club too much because he should be giving us a young fucking key forward and it's not going to take you for the uh, team. What, you mean Magic Door? <laughs> well, surely he's not going to come and play fucking. They, they are <laughs> fucked. They are actually fucked. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. Let's, let's see if they've got anything in their fourth line. Um, and I wouldn't be able to tell from the Supercoach page. And, you know, the listeners will be riveting, well, like, absolutely chuffed with the amount of fucking information you know, we've come prepared with today. Oh, mate, they'd, 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 they'd just be wrapped that you fucked up for once. They've got Mitch Brown in the list. Maybe Luke Jackson might play full forward. Apparently, though, I've just read an article before that Luke Jackson, the replacement for Big Brown Brown is Big Luke Jackson to oh, dominate. Fuck. Jesus Christ, they're in a will of trouble. <laughs> Go play will of Anyway, the point is, if, now, when Will told us, uh, Bowie and Lauren, I went in and did a little bit of digging. I thought, well, who do I think might be able to contribute the absolute most and who's more likely based on player profile, based on putting together my best 22 for the, for the Demons and thinking, okay, what do they need and what could they use more of? And I think it actually might be Bowie. And the reason I say that is because he's got some really good pace about him. Now, the bloke is tiny. He's actually he's only 175 centimetres, Corey. But if you have a look at him, 
Lorna made a comment about someone the other day how sort of beefy they kind of were um, in one of the previous podcasts. But this guy here, he's got some size about him already, and I'll tell you now, it looks like a Melbourne footballer because I think Clayton Oliver now is not the only ringer that'll be playing on the field for the Demons. Well, there you go. He, he looks, he just looks like, he looks like he's 21, 22, and he just looks tough, he looks nuggety, and, you know, if, if all reports are true about his ball use and pace, um, he might actually be someone of interest, I reckon. Now, he's available as a mid-forward, which is fantastic, um, because, you know, we're not sure how many mids, um, and to be fair, we're not sure how many forwards we're going to get kind of at that price as well. Um, but just keep your ears to the ground. Um, but at this point, we haven't heard exactly a lot. But 117,000, there are 3% of teams out there that um, might be onto something here at the moment. But again, this is all a bit dependent if he's picked around one. Just a batshit boring team, to be honest, Bombs. Um, I've gone with Neville Jetta. Uh, I. <laughs> Picking at straws here, 182k um, listed as a defender only. Oh, I'm thinking that maybe he might get a turn behind the ball. Other than that, there's just nothing that jumps out of the page. I don't think any of these players. Are honest. Why? Why is Neville Jenner not playing football? I and this is something that I do not understand. I like I, I do not get it. Two years ago. He was borderline all Australian back pocket. Yeah. I, I thought he was, you know, someone had a dangerous forward. Neville Jetta went on them. He'd done the job. They were quiet. He had enough of the ball himself to, you know, make sort of some sort of positive contribution and not just a negative contribution on the field. There has been absolutely zero word because I'm pretty sure it's not injury. No, 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 no. No, he was just dropped yeah. and then we got back in. Not in the team. No, nah, they they try to. I think Melbourne's thing is they try and be sexy. Like they try this real weird fucking shit. They want to give all these you know young blokes a go down back and oh yeah we're blooding this guy and shit. And then they play twenty games and they're useless so they drop him. Mate, I, I get that he's what thirty one years old now, but fucking give the like he he's a good footballer. I, I, I think he was incredibly underrated. Yeah, I don't remember Collingwood were linked to him at the end of last year, and I'm like, fuck, we could do with a year or two of Neville Jetta down back. Well, I'll tell you now, it's probably a good thing, because he might have taken a chunk for a lead spot. <laughs> just, uh, he might have just nailed one of those down this pre-season. But yeah, no, I don't understand that. No. Um, don't understand what's going on, and that's what makes makes it all a bit suspicious. It just makes me then question, is this mental health? Is he, does he have some off-field stuff um, going on that we don't know about? You know, uh, you know, what's kind of going on in this space? Because it's not often you don't hear anything, particularly for someone who for a period of time there was an absolute lock yeah. um, in terms of their best 22 and was a really, really good contributor as well on the field, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. God. Fred, oh, look, I think very, very good footballer. Arguably one of the best footballers they've got at that club as a pure, you know, pound-for-pound footballer too. Um, Yeah, 186, hopefully comes back, hopefully goes behind the ball, and hopefully we can start the season with a, you know, a cheap Neville Jenner. Bombs here, mid-pricer. I don't trust it. Um, Mid-pricer for the Demons. Now, this is, you talk about a fucking pre-season trap, Corey. If this isn't a pre-season trap, then I'm, I'm not sure what is. Because he's only in 2% of teams at 344k. People are considering picking James Harms. Uh, did you hear the statement the other day? What, that he's playing in midfield? Yeah. 
Oh, well, fuck. What, because he averaged 95 back in 2019, which he um, played every single game across both years. So that's that's a positive. That fucking James Harms. Where you going? Where's your midi going? What do you mean? Your mid-pricer. No, that was my mid-pricer. That was your mid-pricer. <laughs> but it was, it was more of a fucking negative mid-pricer. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to pass too. I'm, I'm... Because, look, he's priced at 64. Is he better than 64? Yes. Is there a 10, 15 point improvement? Yes. According to his best career kind of statistics, there's a 30 point improvement in him. I so I think it's only natural he's the mid I don't think he's going to play sure. in the But surely we don't actually buy it. Nah. You hear this shit I'm all the time. You hear this shit all the time. He's my do not touch. Um, yeah, I'm passing. There's no, there is no one. There is no one at Melbourne that offers any kind of value. It was Ben Brown until he got injured, and I'm glad it happened now rather than later on. You primo? Um, I know that you kind of, well, there's only one, well, I'll say there's, well, there's two primos for The one that I selected on day one that hasn't moved is Clayton Oliver. And I guess I want to talk about him because I think he should be more owned than what he currently is. Now, what do you think he's owned by at this point in time? I would have said at least 56%. No, 25. 25? Yeah. Now, whether that's because people um, are trying to buy more budget options, I'm not too sure. Um, But at the end of the day, this is a guy... You're telling me more people own Matt Rowe than own Clayton Oliver. Yeah, twice the amount of people own Matt Rowe. That's fucked. Clayton Oliver. These are his three averages, 111, 114, 109, 122. What? And across those five, no, four years, he's played them all. 22, 22, 22, 17. You, you know, I said yesterday, I, I was bagging someone for, oh, I think it was two days ago, actually, Josh Kelly for not being able to play through injury. Mm. This is a man that loves Yops. football that much that I, I, it doesn't matter what's wrong with him, he'll go out there and play. I mean, he played with a broken hand. Yep. I, I, I can't believe he's only in 25% of teams. Look, it must be, see, for me, for me, I just ignore the price tag. Like it's uh, uh, like I'm looking at it now, six fifty six k. Like that's the only reason that I can see people not picking him. It's there's a player that you know, you know the basement price you're getting this year is one hundred and ten minimum. Yeah. Like a yeah. minimum baseline price over the season is one hundred and ten. A baseline average. You mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like yeah, bottom bottom average. Bottom yeah, baseline average. Yeah. Um. How many other players can you comfortably say that for? As Take an analogy for you, tick. And then how many players can you comfortably say that he's probably under, you know, $1.80 to play fucking 20 games this year? Like... 
Oh, he's a dollar ten to play. Yeah, like you know, like like tick, like tick, tick, like he just ticks those boxes. It's a player that you just do not worry about for the whole season. Like he's picked, and that's it. You're done. That that position is done for the year. You're not going to need to yep. trade him. You don't have to worry about uh, you know bad score. Like a, what's a bad score for Clayton Oliver? Eighty five, ninety. Yeah, like that's a like that's that's the worst you're gonna get out of him. He's just a, a, an absolute no-brainer, a, a no-brainer He's at all. Disrespected, uh, massively. I'm actually getting a little bit of. I'm gotten too worked up over these podcasts so far, but I'm getting a little bit like you know, yeah, good bloke. I, I met the bloke when he was a rookie. He's a good kid. No, that is true. Yep. Um, the scores under a hundred last year. He had how you many? Know what they were? Four. Yeah, hit me. 99? Yeah. 96? Yeah. 94? Yeah. And then his lowest score of the year, 87. Yeah. That's it. Tell me at the start of the year. Tell me, are we going into this season, Corey, the lowest score you're getting from Clayton Oliver is 87 this year? Back him in. You know what he did do? What? 130s, four times. Yeah. He scored a 205. He scored a 177. And then he floated in the 120s a couple of times as well. Yeah. So there's ceiling about him, there's absolute consistency about him, there's durability about him, and I'm staggered to think that Neil Oliver isn't the most obvious one-two punch for all midfields to start the year. Yeah, agree. What's Petrarca's ownership? Can you just have? We'll bring that up. Because he's fucking, he's not going to shoot because if you're if you're sitting eleven. Here listening, eleven, if you're sitting here listening to this podcast right now and you have Christian Petrarca over Clayton Oliver, you're a fucking idiot. No, no, no. unsubscribe, delete the podcast, <laughs> don't engage with us, and block the page. We don't fucking nothing to do. Yeah, like there's about a twenty k price difference between the pair. Yeah, you are looking at the yeah. If there was, if there was, you know, an S plus tier, there's only two midfielders that are in that tier, and that's Clayton Oliver and Lockie Neal. And the only reason they're there, and, and Jack McRae's borderline, borderline. He's probably S. He yeah. could probably join him at S plus, to be honest. But well, the only reason McRae they're there is, there is gameplay. If there was no trouble, McRae would have been. Correct. One hundred percent. If Trelaw didn't get to the dogs, there was no way I'd be rocking anything but Neil Oliver McRae on two three. And I agree. I strongly agree. And I'm, consi- I'm considering draw, I'm considering trying to do it now. You're considering what? I'm sorry, bro. Trying to get it now. Yeah. You know, especially with the news about Trelaw and Calf and touch and go, and you know how many games that to get will miss anyway, and what McRae is. Yeah. It's 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 a no-brainer. Like, I, I shouldn't be speaking this long about the Primo. Like, this is a player that we should have been exactly like the Lockie Neal podcast. We should have gotten to this, said, all right, where we're at with Melbourne, boom, boom, take Oliver straight in. You know what I mean? Um, He's been disrespected to the point where it needs to be said. Yeah, no, very good. Max Gorn, number one yeah. again this year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Any way you try oh, and join 100K, or do you just wait? I can't find the 100k to get Grundy up to him, yeah. um, so it's bizarre to think I'm going to start with the number two ruck, but I am going in terms of structure with one ruck and Bruce. Yeah. Um, if the 100k is going to sit in the bank, then I'll get Gorn, but I don't think 100k is just going to be sitting in the bank at the start of the year. Um, and I also, we've touched on this in previous pods, 
but I also think Gorn is more likely to be 100k cheaper at some point yep. than Grundy's 100k cheaper. Because Gorn 100k cheaper is still 650k, man. It's huge. How hard are you going to go after Gorn? How early, how hard? Um, the moment I feel like Bruce is virtually top down, then it's just do what you can to get Gorn because you don't get one Gorn, Corey. Yeah. Get yeah, so don't is um, that almost the benefit of going the primo ruck, or is it just that we just got? I mean, we spoke about Bruce the other day. You just got too much value that you have to pass up on Gordon. I think you pass up on one of them. Um, there's only one thing that scares me about not having Max Gordon. You want to you want to know his run to start the year? Here we go. Let's go. Fremantle. Yep. Fucking 150. Oh, mate, he'll run that big fucking galooter all around the ground. Yep. St. Kilda with no Paddy Ryder early means a lot of hitouts for him. So I like that fixture a lot. You don't reckon Marshall can hold him in the rock? No, 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 no not, not hitouts. No, no, no. Yep. Not hitouts. Then he faces Bruce. Oh, that'll be, that'll, that'll be a grouse battle. Geelong, who don't own a Ruckman? Yeah, that's a 200. He'll come up against um, Big Boy and or Segler. That's, that's a 180. Then he'll run into Nan Curvis in round six. Yeah, he'll just run off his feet all day. That is the scariest prospect about not owning Gorn because that first six weeks could be, what, 145 average. What's Grundy have? Have you got Grundy's fixture for a couple of weeks? I can, and Grundy's is not as good. Yeah. Um, and the reason I say that is because um, he he starts off with uh, he start off with the dogs don't you in round one? Yeah, yep. But with Stefan Martin, so the, maybe the hundred and seventy. Nah, don't don't worry about that. You, oh, you I guess sorry, you're talking about the one seventy. Because he yeah, yeah. used to average one seventies on um on thing. Then he comes again, spoken big Mark Pitonet. Right, um, uh, Brisbane. Who they got? McInerney, Bruce, and then Nick Nat. And Essendon, who, who they have? Draper. Who's a mid-pricer? Draper. So it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's, I, think it's, I, I think Nick Nat, Pitney are kind of the big challenges there. Because Pitney was pretty good around the ground as well. Yeah, Pit, Pitney was able to negate yeah. a fair bit. Um, but, you know, when you say Pitney's a fucking threat, I mean, all the Look, not super guy. I think Pitney's done a really good job on Ruckman, negating Ruckman last year. I don't think yeah. his job wasn't really to dominate the ball. His job was to, all right, that's your opposition. Go fucking stop him. Yeah, just negate yeah. him as much as possible. You know, I kind of agree with that. Um, so I think Gorn is more enticing because what Gorn does in the air in terms of Ruck craft. Now, when he's going to get the sort of the run and the leap at the balls and the looks um, at some of the ruck contests he's going to get, I think the first six weeks is dangerous as a non-owner, um, which is scary because I've also actually had a little bit of a look and I'll need to bring it up, but when you consider um, Bruce's fixture as well, like alongside these guys for the, the people that might be thinking, well, maybe we'll just start two ruckmen, Bruce starts off with Ryder, uh, sorry, not Ryder, uh, Marshall, Marshall yep. which you think probably not going to be huge numbers for him. Freeman or Sean Darcy, he's, he's, but that's more of a like-for-like kind of ruckman out there. It's two lumps. Then he's got Gorn, then he's got Grundy. That is a dangerous first four games. If, if So if you're thinking, okay, how am I going to maximise my points here? I think Bruce isn't necessarily going to maximise them right at the start yeah. of the year. 
And I think because what you say to me the other day, it's all about when you're on players. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? And so, you know, people might have proofs there and think, fuck, he's only churning out an 80 here. Um, Vaughan's averaging 130 over the past couple of weeks. I've really fucked this up. I'm going to do what I can to switch him. But I think at some point then those scores will start to flip. Got to stick for And it'll be some easier kind of contest for Proust. Gordon will get some more tougher matchups and things will kind of balance overall. I'd be a lot more comfortable if that was Gorn's run home and Proust had the easier start because it makes it much more of a clear-cut decision. You could almost... Like, sorry, keep going. Uh, I was going to say, you could almost argue there too that it's almost ideally how you want the season to start because you don't want Gorn bottom, bottoming out early. Like well, you, if you're not early, you do. No, well, not early, early, because you kind of want to give Bruce that time. You know, you got the first two before the first price rise. It's probably going to take him four off, you know, four or five. Yeah, it's going to take seven, eight weeks. Yeah, to get to his max price. So if Gorn, if Gorn pots for, you know, the first two or three, it's almost like week four and five is when you want that bad, real bad score to hit, you know, yeah. for that three-week period where he drops hard. And week one, there's no league games. Yeah. Let's not forget that as well. So, um, but, you know, people might play for the overall and all the rest of it. But I just think, look, if people are going to go and get Gorn Grundy, I'm, I'm not going to be as harsh after seeing the fixture than I would have been without seeing the fixture because I think there's a bit of sense about it. Yeah, I, don't, um, I, I still think. But I think Bruce, in terms of longevity, in terms of the year as a whole, in terms of money-making, in terms of everything else, because Supercoach is a marathon, not a sprint, there's a lot of value to still warrant the proof selection. Yeah, I agree. But just that, that early points in early points and early wins in leagues is fucking big, though. Uh, yeah, you know uh, not to mention, you get off the yeah. one is double the price of proof. Literally. Yeah, and, 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 and then some. Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is. He's, he's, too, he's, too, he's literally two and a half Bruce's, yeah. isn't he? I would love to get Gorn over... He's actually two and a half Bruce's. I might call him Charlie Shen. <laughs> men, men, men. Between the three of them, two men, and a half men. men. Um, <laughs> I promise you, I would love to get Gorn over Grundy to start with. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah, and I don't I, think I, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I think I almost prefer that now, Corey, knowing the start. Because if Neil, as a VC, don't pop, you can, you can, look, I think you can bank one of Neil and Gorn scoring 150 over the first six weeks. Yeah, you'd want your captain at line to be at probably 150 and a half, to be honest. Yeah, close to it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, and like, that's it. It's go find 100k. <laughs> yeah. And it is a sexy, a sexy fixture for a man who's very, very good at it. Yeah. And league well, games, better. not to mention league games. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I'm always going to go Gorn over Grundy. Like I think Gorn, in, especially in those six weeks, he's, that could be the difference between winning your first five weeks. Yeah. At two times Gorn versus, uh, you know, yeah. a Lockie Neal doesn't pop or something like that. And they got to take it. Like, yeah. <sighs> look, that was a good game. What a fucking good podcast! This is great teams here. A hundred thousand is a lot of money. And last podcast we spoke. Okay, maybe in order for me to get Whitfield, I've got to sacrifice Jordan Clark to get Zach Williams up to Whitfield. Yeah. What if I sacrifice Jordan Clark and use that money Grundy to go on? Yeah. What's the better option? Grundy and Whitfield or Zach Williams and Max Gorn? It's funny because in that first podcast we did, and I know no fixture, it's like I, well, I had Gorn going in there and I remember Brett I like me, I'm like, well, how can you pick Gorn over Grundy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the fixture comes out and then 
now we're sitting here analysing things a little bit more in detail. It's like fuck, yeah, hundred k, but you could, you could be, you could honestly be two hundred and fifty points up. I think there's a lot of points from going in the first six. Yeah. Yep. Fuck, it's such an interesting thing to look at. Very good. Good chat. Yep. Uh, do not touch for Melbourne. Christian Petrarca, because 117, I don't think, can be repeated. Um, I think he'll go to 105 to 107 yeah. kind of range. And huge, just like, just like, huge, huge, huge huge benefiter of that scaling last year. Yep, shorter quarters and everything all works in his favor. And, yeah, I don't think the man's got the tank to, to go these... I know it's not much, but I think you're going to get more forward time. Because he's a dangerous footballer. Like, he's a, he can be a very dangerous footballer up forward. You know, midfield forward. So, I just think that those... I don't think he plays any more midfield minutes. I think he plays less. I think he plays more time forward and the scaling is just not as favourable this year. You know, it's interesting. Um the fact that they had that many injuries to Brown and um, Wiedemann do they use to try to yeah. send up I think they're going to have to. For the first month or so. Yep. Mm. Um, and mine is James Harms. I mean, uh, don't buy any of this bullshit that this guy's going to become the midfielder um, that they need. I don't think it's... Yeah, I, I don't think at 350k, I don't think that that's where the value is. And what do you say, 2% of teams or 3% of teams? Yeah, arms. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying that he's getting anywhere near probably 85, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah outlandish statement. Um, Melbourne's a finished bottom two. Oh, what? You ain't even more outlandish than me. Mine was Melbourne to be bottom four. No, well, you know, Corey, when uh, the bomb shots takes effect, you might as well just sit back. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the end of plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay. We're on the same page there. Yeah. Fuck, that was... I oh, really... Yeah, suck, they're going to suck up. Oh, I think they're in, a world, in for a world of pain. An absolute world of pain. North Melbourne, mate, your uh, you're cash cow. Other than the Phoenix... Other than the Phoenix Spicer. Tom Powell, Cash Cow. Tom Powell, Cash Cow. That's a good one. Tom Powell, Cash Cow. Yeah, fuck. I want to be fucking pissed off. Yeah, that one. Hey, you know what's good about this place? Tell me. In whatever competition you played in last year, I can't even remember what the fuck it was, Corey. Um, the Sandful, so it must have, well, Sandful under 18s, averaged 35 touches, 9 clearances, 6 inside 50s. Fucking hell. Now, this is a stoppage beast, which means he is a super coach friendly player. Do you want to drop Patrick Kryptos for him? Light 36? Number 13. Oh, Patrick Kryptos. There you go. Tom Powell is also number 13. Now, since the Paddy Cripps draft, I reckon this is the most like for like at the exact same position of the draft um, to Paddy Cripps. Yeah, well, did he um, play now, basketball that? Well, did Cripps? No, but Scott Pendlebury did, just in case you didn't okay. know. Well, just let you know, he didn't, he didn't play, oh, because he's only under 83 centimetres, so if he did, he fucking probably wasn't any good. He will... No, no, we'll save that for our English. But lock him, because I don't think there is... I don't think there's a way he's not in the team round one, to be honest. Um, 153k, mid-only, just get him in, get him on field at M... 
eight, that's where I've had him sitting for a long period of time. Just do it, and you won't regret it, I reckon. I think this is going to be a gem. Yeah, there you go. Look, they've got a lot, too, and I know you spoke about, you You threw up the name of Lockie Young to me off-air as well before, so I don't want to take your thunder yep. there at 202k. Uh, Will Phillips, obviously the number three draft pick, who by all reports is going to be a freak, will probably debut round one as well. The LDU effect, doesn't that just hurt any fucking high-end North Melbourne pick? Like, you're just like, no, nah, I'm not picking this dickhead because LDU all those years ago. Atu uh, Boston Wolagi from uh, ex-Collingwood player. I think we'll get some game time this year too. Not going to be super relevant at 175k, but I think North are going to have a couple. North going to have a lot. Yeah. And uh, this, this young fella, 202 mid, um, mid uh, defender, um, like get young. him and get him on fields. Yeah. What did I say, Lewis? Nah, sorry. I think you said this young fella. I thought you meant your little kid. Don't worry. Keep going. Oh no, no, no. yeah, Lockie Young. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm referring to. Um, get him in because. Now, they acquired him in a trade. They paid fuck all for him, or 60k, whatever it was. They really rate his intercept ability. So, again, big tick in terms of super coach friendly. It's North Melbourne backline. I mean, they fucking brought in Aiden Core to solve their fucking troubles for him. <laughs> so, if you're telling me they've gone out in the free agency fucking marketplace, bought Aiden Core at fucking half a mil a year, but this fucking young bloke um, can't have a crack at it. Um, then I'm not going to believe you. It's going to be a revamped, relooked defense. Scotty Thompson will still be there. Um, and I think uh, they'll be cool, they'll be young, they'll be Luke McDonald. Um, obviously, they reckon Zeebel's going to be floating around down there too. We might touch on that later. But um, young, get him in because I think he's there round one. And I think his job security is good as well, considering the state of the North Melbourne Football Club. Now, been searching through uh, is John Moten, what's his name, coach yep. Been searching through his presses as well. He's only had positive things to say about Young. And I think that's a good indication of potentially a round one debut. Yeah, well. And well, not a debut, but. Yeah, you know, debut, debut for North. Yeah. 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 Um, anyone else floating around? Or is that it? From North Melbourne? Yeah, that you. No, no, just those yeah. those three. But I think those three are all almost round one locks. Yeah. They're, they're normally good at fucking giving us something to North Melbourne. Yeah, no, nah, they are. Um, and I think there's three of them sitting right there. Yep, get them all in for now. Um, you mid-pricer? No, well, I'm not going to be touching Will Phillips. I'll be pounding young, I think. Uh, you don't want to pay the 200k? Nope. I think I can find uh, value at other positions. Um, and I'd rather the 200 on because I could quite easily just you use you know, that switch. money on Gorn, yeah, literally. Yeah, done. You mid pricer, Zeebel, <sighs> Corey, because it's obvious it's something that needs to be spoken about. He's apparently going to the back flank, I don't fucking know why. He's not going to float across like a medium sized defender and start intercepting the ball, in my opinion. He's not quick enough He's to too... play on small forwards. Literally, um, his kicking isn't a fucking asset of his. He's not going to kick more, <laughs> but I'm not sure how accurately he can kick. The more I think about Jack Zeebel, the more I think, why the fuck am I considering him? Yeah. And it's purely on the price. Yeah, but we found one the other day in Jarman Impey, I think, that uh, offers heaps better value. Yes, potentially. Um, it doesn't mean I'm ruling him out. 
again, this will come down to structure. It will come down to the amount of rookies that we're given and all the rest of it. He's on the short list, but he's really the last guy I think I'm picking in the price bracket that he's in, which is, say, 200 to 300,000. It's, it's actually fucking crazy. There's so many of them. You could run a forward line with just those guys and just fucking have a fully maxed midfield and rucks if you wanted. Oh, with the 50k. Yeah, because, like, you could go, like, Danaher, Impey, Zeebel, um, fucking Paddy Dale. There's a couple other names floating that we haven't spoken about yet. We'll get to those ones. Um, Neville Jelly, kind of raised his defender, I know that. Just, um, just buy everywhere, because please don't get Jack Zeebel in here to an Irish 90, because I think, realistically, it's going to be, like, low 70s. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be high either. I just, I can't see, we spoke about it before, I can't see how he gets, I, I can't see him taking intercept marks. I cannot see him being the ball user. Like, you know it's going to Luke McDonald. Like, that's just where the ball is going. Like, he's not, like, what, what, what aspect does he have as a defender? He doesn't. Yeah, it's like... When you think of your good like halfback flankers, it's like, yep, uh, yeah, sh- strong enough to beat the 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 tall, quick enough to match up on the small, small, good overhead, and a fucking fantastic ball user. It's like I don't yeah. think he has he he's good overhead. Yeah, but he's too. And that's because of his size. Yeah, <laughs> I just like I I cannot see him being viable supercoach option. I just, like, I can't. And I think the price is there. I think the, the ownership's just going to go down as we get closer to the season. Uh, mine's Ben Cunnington, and it's one that my Jets are fucking cooling on real, real hard the more I see the value. We spoke about Tim Taranto the other day. Um, I do currently have Tim Taranto in now over Cunners, thanks to you, Bombs. Um, but it's one that a fully fit Cunnington can go in there and get you, you know, 150k, no problem, the points you need. It's just a worry of, is that back going to hold up? There's players that, that elsewhere that, you know, Fife and, and Josh Kelly that I'm trying to find a way to get into my team right now too. Um, and I just don't think I really want to be running a player like Cunnington with that injury factor. However, if he is fully fit, gets a tick of approval round one, looks good in, you know, practice matches and the preseason game, I may bring Cunnington back on my radar. He is still there, um, and he's my mid-pricer for North. I feel more comfortable in Cunners than I do in fucking Deeble. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I feel more comfortable with Cunnington in, in terms of um, against Evil too, and it's purely because if Cunners is playing, he's averaging a hundred. But back issues can be lingering, and I'm not sure how quickly they can be fixed. A, a, a back, you like back. Almost yeah. one of the ones that you just don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you 100% on that one. So it's going to stop farming back at home, I think. <laughs> Too much work. So, at the moment, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a no from me, though, at the moment. Um, and it's, when you compare him to the others around him, it's, and look, maybe it's because of age or whatnot, but Cunnington, let's not forget, he just always looks a lot older than he actually is. He's probably 21. I think he's only 29. Uh, yeah, he's just fucking... He's got the hair of someone in his mid to late 40s, though. That's that's the issue. So, Shane Warne, if you're listening, you can fix him some he's plugs. He's 29. 
He's two years older than me. Yeah, out wide. If you send your blood story, that might be what you look like in yeah, two years. But <laughs> if me, if I ran into this bloke in an alley, he'd put me through a fucking wall. Oh, you would. He's an absolute... Fucking hell. Yeah. He's no, been no. in a couple pub brawls in his life. Oh, you reckon? And if he hasn't, he's definitely going He's going to get into a couple after footy. He'd fucking <laughs> smash it if he was angry. He would love it. Oh, <laughs> just look at an angry Ben Cunnington mugs. Who's <laughs> your premium, my friend? Uh, North Melbourne, um, oh, it's stretched to call him a premium, but it's Luke McDonald, and it's based on what he was able to produce last year, Corey. I think at the end of the day, um, what Luke McDonald showed was that something that Doherty and Lloyd have had in previous years. And that is an undisputed role in terms of kicking and in terms of ball always goes through them. And so what excites me about this, um, because I'm not sure if it's... Because his name's Luke McDonald, that's what makes it a bit weird, right? But the more I speak about this, the more I think it makes sense. With absolutely everything being channeled through him and with North Melbourne, you know, expectations not exactly being uh, through the roof... It means that he could quite comfortably average 26, 27 possessions a game. And with someone who's got a boot like he does, um, it means you you sort of hit the target a fair bit through the game. And to see him average triple figures would not surprise me one bit. Does he have the ability like Lloyd, Laird, Doherty, Whitfield to show that 110 to 120 average? It's a big call if you want to make it. I'm not willing to do that right now, but I feel like it could be anywhere from 95 to 107, and none of the above would surprise me if it was anywhere in that range. Yep, he's mine as well. I owned him at the back end of last year, I like for a long time. Like those eight weeks of just absolutely popping, I had Luke McDonald. I can't believe, like in, internally, in my own head, I can't fathom how I haven't picked him or looked at him. It's just like, it's such a Corey thing to do, to just, like, it, it, it's got fucking that Josh Dunkley effect. Remember, like, when I picked Josh Dunkley there that year, and then I was just all about him in the pre-season. It's like, I, I don't understand how I'm not more all about Luke McDonald. Like yeah, because he hasn't come back with um, midfield time. That's what Dunkley was given. Yeah, it's just like, but just those points, the way he used the ball, like it fucking got me watching more North Melbourne games last year. It's his ability to be on twelve, like fucking uh, Lloyd, like be on twelve and then finish with a hundred and fucking twenty. It's, I think he's gonna have another good year. Like I really, really do. Yeah, and at five twelve, it's it's certainly value. And it's one that you, I think, are warranted in taking that risk in because when you look at the defenders, I don't think it's clear-cut clear, clear cut apart from the big three, Lloyd, Lee and Whitfield. Yeah, but that's, um, I think that's my worry. What is it, that. 40 grand to go from McDonald yeah. to Whitfield? Yeah, it's fuck all. And uh, you buy security. Yeah, 40 grand for security yeah. in terms of, um, yeah, just anything is, is huge. But look, he averaged 95 last year, Corey, and I don't think it... I don't think that goes down. Yeah, well, well, do the do the seasonal splits too, because I guarantee you he averaged triple figures in the back half of the year. He was good the entire. No, 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 he wasn't. Nah, he's he's first. His first couple was shocking. Um, I'll get it up. 
Alec McDonald, super coach. <sighs> fucking yeah, okay, seasonal split. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, around day just went fucking bananas. Yeah, dude. absolutely popped. Like, yeah, oh, fuck. oh look fuck. At those, look at those. Have a look at this from around Yeah, this is Dane. Why are we doing this? Why the fuck are we doing this? 122, 136, 95, 138, 191, 16, 8, 9, 10, 10. Yeah, sorry, mate, I did the calculations wrong. Times by 9, divided by 10. The average 118.4. And look at those disposal numbers. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. That's short and quarter score. Are we, are, so, we, are we not giving him enough credit? Are we not giving him enough respect? Yeah. I'll, I'll or is it enough data? You know what's funny for? You just made his own points. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't... This is what I mean, man. I was... I, I did say the other day... I, it looks terrible. It looks terrible. But this is a player that that just it finally clicked. He was meant to be a talent. Something happened. He just started getting pills, started using it. Everything went through him. And that's what I meant. Like, Jack Zebel. You're not fucking getting anywhere near it. Like, Yeah, I'm with you. You want to hear something funny? Um, following this podcast, because you know how much I love listening to ourselves. Yeah. Um, Gorn and McDonald have found their way into my team, and I've been able to work out a way to do it all that hasn't cost me on field. There you go. Fuck, it looks like Gorn looks good, but fuck, McDonald looks shit. Because it's like next to like Young, who's another North Melbourne player, and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't like the look of two North Melbourne jerseys there. That's just a dumb reason to do yeah, it's, it's, very, it's, yeah. Man, uh, I'm telling you, I think he's going to end in. 84. In a 10-game spread, his lowest score is 84. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you're moving... If, if they're the first 10 games this year, you're moving heaven and earth to get him in. Yeah, fuck That's They're Jake Lee numbers. Yeah, they're the truth. <sighs> All right, mate. You do not touch. Um, LDU. Um, and I say that with a little bit of hesitancy. Well, not really. Because I think at 432, he's in that Toronto bracket. Now, 2% ownership out there because they're like, fuck, he's ripping it up. But you know what? He's never actually... Patches last year and certainly late last year sort of showed a bit more, didn't he? He was able to reach triple figures a few times. But I I don't believe he is ready to go consistently, and that's the key word, consistently to the next level. And consistency is very, very important because if you're running an LDU in your team and you can afford to be having a 50 every now and then, then you may as well be copping that from your 120K uh, fucking midfield rookie and using the 300 grand wisely in another position. Well, and the other thing is there too, I'm sick and tired of hearing about how good he's doing at pre-season and how he's, you know, having 24 and kicking four against fucking the North Melbourne shit side like go out and put like you said go out and put it on the paper consistently for me and then I'll consider you but at 4 430 that's fucking shit big I don't think, I don't think you, it's going to be too many you must be excited though um, because you've got him in 
um, our keeper league that we have. I been. do have him in the keeper league. Yeah, look, I I, I want nothing more than Davies Uniac to fucking become something. And, and, and I promise you that. That's hand on heart. I, I like the kids for his draft here. Uh, but I just I cannot justify that now. And I agree with you. Do not touch. Um, I do not touch is Joy Simkin. Um, mid only this year. I think there's just such, so much better value out there. I know there are people who get sucked into, I, I got him last year and he fucking fired for me and all this. Just avoid it. Yeah, no, okay. Cool, done. Outlandish statement. Um, this is for North Melbourne. Um, fuck. Um, tough actually. Do you want me to go first? Luke McDonald, number one defender. Oh fuck you! And that's why I wanted <laughs> to go first. You fucking piece of shit. You should have gone first. Oh, I literally had him as my number two defender before we started talking about him. Like that was my outlandish statement. Oh, so one up yeah. again. You're a piece of shit. You're fucked. <laughs> I'm lucky. Very well. Uh, anything else to add? This has been our longest pod. Well, and you were not happy. I was not happy pre-pod, things. but I'm very happy leaving it. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. The Luke McDonald thing just might... It might just put us on the map, Corey. Oh, dude, fucking bookmark it. <laughs> if we're not there already. We'll either have a very angry community or a very happy community, that's for sure. I can't believe he's in my team. That's oh, very, very good. All right, my friend, on behalf of Bombs, myself, and the patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elite, peace out, community, and thank you for listening.